Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the podcast. Today's episode will be short and sweet. It's going to be a few practical tips around food, around fat loss. Not the scientific stuff, but a lot of the stuff that maybe people are actually not doing. It's the basics that people are getting wrong that they actually need to get right that I've seen a lot of and I want to bring some awareness to. So we have done podcasts in the past with some of the more scientific stuff, some of the more detailed stuff. I'm not going to get into that today, but everything I mentioned today, I want you to ask yourself, am I currently doing this? Because I guarantee a lot of you, psychologically, you're going to go, that makes so much sense, that's so simple. But if you delve down into it, you won't be doing it all. So that is what I want to bring attention to today. In relation to the podcast itself, we're going to go back to one episode a week from next week. From this week, sorry, from this week, straight into it. It's going to be one episode a week. And the reason being, I have seen a drop off in the listenership numbers, which suggests to me that people are actually struggling to keep up with two episodes a week. What is happening is that we're putting out two episodes and the number is pretty much being split between the two episodes. Whereas before, people would just get the one episode, numbers were high, and then the following week they'd get the next episode. Whereas now, they're pretty much choosing between them and the numbers are dropping. But it also means I'm putting in a lot more time and energy, but more people are not actually listening. So for that reason, I'm going to go back to one episode a week. So Wednesdays is going to be our podcast day, as it always has been. Today's episode is not going to be a long one. We're just going to get a few practical tips out there. I'm going to get straight to the point. We're probably looking at 10-15 minutes at the most. So without further ado, let's get into it. Just a few quick ideas I wanted to share with you. First tip today is never shop when you're hungry or never go out when you're hungry. So never shop when you're hungry, never go out when you're hungry. Make sure you've actually had some food before you go anywhere, especially if you're going to the shop. If you go to the shop without having food in your body, in your system, you're going to find that you buy a lot of unnecessary shit. Excuse my language. You're going to go down the aisles and you're going to throw everything in because you're hungry and in that moment you're craving it. And what happens then is you have got a house full of junk food for the whole week ahead, which means you're derailing yourself from that 15-20 minutes in the shop. That has derailed your whole week. It has thrown your whole week out of bounds. It has thrown your whole fitness journey off the rails because of the fact that you did not eat before you went to the shop. So the simplest thing, but it can totally derail a fitness journey because if you set yourself up for one bad week of eating, that can suddenly turn into two bad weeks. And you can maybe track the time you self-sabotaged and went off the rails and lost your way all the way back to that one shop. So that's the impact it can have. So please ensure that you have got a good meal into you before you actually go to the shop. Don't go to the shop if you're hungry. It's a recipe for disaster. I'm telling you now, it is a recipe for disaster. And the same if you're going somewhere, if you're going out, if you have a busy day ahead, if you know you're not going to be able to eat for another few hours, make sure you get a meal in before you go. Don't end up stopping off at delis. Don't end up in a shop looking around thinking, what am I going to have? That's when you're in trouble. So First tip today, practical step number one, is never shop or go out when you are hungry. So make sure that hunger is taken care of first and foremost, folks. That is important to get a good solid meal in before you go to the shops. It will actually save you a lot of money as well. It won't just help you with your fat loss goals. It'll save you a lot of money as well. Guarantee it, you will spend a lot less if you're not hungry when you go to the shop. Okay, number two is make sure you've got a shopping list. So number two is a shopping list. 
Now, I'm going to fess up here. I don't actually have a shopping list myself, but that is because I know inside out what I buy each time I go into the supermarket. Normally do my shopping on a Sunday evening. It just works well for me. The weekdays are quite busy. So I typically head to Tesco on a Sunday evening when it's quiet and there's no queues and you can fly around and it's it's a dream. Apart from when you get students in, you get a lot of students in during the during the college year, September September to whenever May, so Sunday evenings tends to be the time they end up in the supermarket as well when they come back from, from their their home place and they're back for the week ahead. But in general, I normally get in before them, so it's not too bad. So Sunday evening is my shopping time. But the reason I don't have a shopping list is because I know routinely what I buy. I know my diet inside out. I know what my body needs. I know what I like to put into my system. So 98% of my shopping will be the same each week. There will be an occasional treat in there, obviously, which changes from week to week as well. So that's probably what changes in terms of what's in the basket. But 98% of my shop will be much the same as it was the previous week. So therefore, I don't need a shopping list. And it's because I have been training and eating a certain way and living my life a certain way for the best part of 15, 16 years. So it's second nature to me. However, the reason I'm telling you to have a shopping list is because a lot of you are not that advanced in terms of where you're at with your training and with your lifestyle and with your routine. So you actually need to bring awareness to what you need. So don't get into the shop and be thinking then about what do I actually need because you're going to pick up again a lot of stuff that you don't need. Actually write it out before you go. Make that list of what I need for the week ahead. For a lot of my clients, they've got food plans and stuff, so they're very clear on it. They can literally just copy and paste nearly. They know what they need. Make a list. Go and get that in the shop. Tunnel vision. Get what you need and get out. Don't start looking around you. Don't start looking at special offers. That's when you're going to see the wagon wheels for a euro on special offer that you couldn't possibly leave behind because they're so cheap. But they might be cheap in, in price, but they're also cheap in quality and they're going to derail your progress. So you got to look at more than just the, the sales price. Sometimes it comes down to other variables. So that is why I say make your shopping list, have tunnel vision, get in and get out. Stick to what's actually on the list and what to, what you actually need. As opposed to just kind of doing it intuitively. If you're not used to shopping, if you're when you're used to shopping, but if you're not used to a fitness journey, then shopping intuitively is not going to work well for you. I can tell you that because you're going to go by how you're feeling in a particular moment. How you're feeling in a particular moment is usually not going to lead you to a fitness goal. So we need a little bit more planning and logic as opposed to intuition and emotion. So that is number two. Make sure you've got a shopping list. Number three is buy a lot of the stuff you're planning to eat. So buy a lot of the stuff you're planning to eat. My fridge is full of eggs. <laughs> People would laugh when they look into my fridge. It's full of eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. I'm a creature of habit. I eat eggs every single day. Love my eggs. But I buy loads of them at a time because I know they're going to get used up. They're never, ever let go out of date. I eat loads of them at a time. What you're doing is you're setting yourself up for success. And there's a few things here. Firstly, if you're buying loads of what you're planning on eating, it means you're going to make less regular visits to the shop. And less regular visits to the shop usually means less junk food. And it means less temptation. And it also means it keeps you on track with your goals. So buy loads of what you're planning on eating. If you think, okay, I'm starting a fitness journey. I'm going to listen to what Alan says about eggs. He says he eats loads of eggs. So I'm going to eat eggs. And you go and you buy, let's say, six eggs. Well, if you're having two a day, that means they're gone. You shop on Sunday, they're gone by Wednesday. And what's going to happen then, if you're not as advanced in your fitness journey as I am, you're probably going to realize that the eggs are gone 
and then old habits are going to start slipping back in. You go to the shop on Wednesday, you come back, or maybe you don't go to the shop on Wednesday. Maybe you realize there's cornflakes left over in the press from when you weren't on your health journey, and therefore you go back to having your cornflakes or your Cocoa Pops as opposed to your eggs because you've run out of eggs. So buy loads, buy loads of what you're actually planning on eating and that commits you to it. If you make a decision, I'm not letting it go off, then it commits you. So buy loads of what you're actually planning on eating. So a very simple tip, but one again that is very, very effective. So loads of what you actually eat. That's what you'll stick to. If you buy a dozen eggs, your newfound enthusiasm will probably keep you going and will get you through the dozen eggs. Whereas if it's six eggs, it's half a dozen, it's gone in a few days, that newfound enthusiasm may have dwindled with it and you go back to old habits. So you will then become less likely to actually stick to what you're trying to do. So make sure that there's enough there of what you actually were planning to eat by loads of it. Next tip is snacking on fruit is not a bad idea. This is a question that comes up time and time again with new clients. So I'm actually going to record a video for my current clients and stick it in the group there that they've always got it, that people can actually refer to it when they come in new. So I'm not repeating myself 5,000 times a year, which I'm currently doing at the moment. Not that it's a problem, but it would be handier if I just recorded it once, I guess, and let people watch that video rather than constantly answering the same question. This notion that fruit is bad, that's something we need to get rid of. I'm going to say this very, very clearly. Nobody ever got obese from eating fruit. Nobody ever got obese from eating fruit. The vast majority of people have much, much bigger issues in their diet that they need to sort out than fruit. And it's very difficult to overeat on fruit anyway. So think about this logically, folks. A bag of apples, you're probably not going to eat them all in one sitting. It's very difficult to overeat on fruit. You will overeat on refined sugars. You will overeat on chocolate. You will overeat on biscuits. Absolutely. It's very difficult to overeat on fruit. Fruit, more natural sugars anyway. But think about it. If I was to put 10 apples in front of you, you'd probably get one gone. You might eat two at a push. I doubt if you're going to go much further beyond that. So it's very, very difficult to overeat on fruit. You will overeat on other stuff. And that's where people need to focus their attention, not on fruit. Fruit is not the problem for 99% of the population. For the general population, fruit is not an issue. Where it can become, I suppose, something to look at is the likes of bodybuilding. It's when you get to that level, when it's very, very minute margins, those are the people that might look at things like that. But for you, the average person listening to this, fruit is absolutely not a problem. It is not what's causing issues for you. It is not what's holding you back. It is not something that you need to be saying, do I need to cut down on fruit? Do I need to eat less fruit? Am I getting fat because I've got fruit in my diet? No, you are not. Nobody ever got a base from eating fruit. So let's be very, very clear on that. Snacking on fruit is a pretty good idea because if you're not snacking on fruit, you're probably going to be snacking on something else. And that something else will probably be something that's a lot more refined, that's a lot higher in calories, that is bringing on more cravings. So get your fruit in there. Don't hold back on it. Almonds and apples are stuff that I go to pretty regularly. They're my main options. Keep them handy and you won't be tempted to pull into fast food joints or into petrol stations and derail your progress again so that's that snacking on fruit it's not a bad idea that's your latest tip next one i've lost track of the numbers i think we're about number five are we one two three four yeah we're number five number five and the final one i'm going to give you today because as promised i'm going to keep this pod to 10 to 15 minutes short and sweet the last one is just simply strive to make good food choices strive to make good food choices so here's the thing right people will often say 
I get bored when I'm eating healthily. I get bored or that's too bland or I get bored. That's a justification. Because here's the reality for most people. The vast majority of people eat between 10 to 15 foods and that is it. That is the vast, vast majority of people and that's proven. That's not me pulling that statistic out of the sky. That is proven. The vast majority eat the same 10 to 15 foods over and over again. So when you start to eat healthily, it probably will be somewhere again, 10 to 15 foods that are the staples of your diet. If you're saying, oh, I'm bored. And clients say this to me as well, especially when they're new. Oh, but I'm bored with that. What they're effectively looking for is justification for me to say, oh, that's okay. Go back to the things you used to do. That's what they want. And normally the things they used to do are the reason they've come to me in the first place. It's the sugar. It's the sweeteners. It's the high salt. It is the alcohol. It is the highly processed foods. All of the high calorie stuff. That's what they want to go back to. So they'll say, I'm bored. Despite the fact that even before they came to me, it was probably 10 to still 10 to 15 foods. It was just different foods. It was a lot less healthy foods. It was higher calorie foods. So I don't really buy the board justification because you can still use the same foods, but spruce them up in loads of ways and use your flavorings and use your herbs and spices and whatever you want. You can make loads of fancy recipes and, you know, whatever you want to do. But it typically is 10 to 15 foods. So when people say, you know, I can't eat healthily because I find it's too restrictive or it's too boring. Well, you're still having the same amount of foods. It's just different foods. So what you're actually doing is... You're justifying your need for sauces and sugars and sweeteners and all of that sort of stuff. The stuff that's causing the problems. So it's just to be aware of that. This is no judgment for me at all. It's just to bring awareness to it. So again, if people come to me and they say, well, I want a diet where I can eat whatever I want. Well, I'd say no problem at all. If you think about what you're putting into your body, the reason that people overeat is because of the fact that they're putting in stuff normally that brings about cravings and that spikes their blood sugars and that is why they're constantly overeating but if you look at let's say a base level of food where it typically centers around things like fish or meat or oatmeal and berries and fruit and vegetables and cottage cheese i don't eat cottage cheese it's horrible but you can put it in there as a healthy food if you want all of those basics the fundamentals what they are effectively is whole foods and if you say, I want to eat as much as I possibly, you know, I can, I want to eat as much as I want. Well, if they're the basis of your diet, I'm not saying you can eat as much as you want, but those are the things that is very, very difficult to overeat on. So no more than the example with the apples. If I put loads of broccoli in front of you, very, very difficult to overeat on that. If I put something heavily processed, a ready-made meal that you throw in the microwave that's very heavily processed, high calorie, if I put that in front of you, you'll overeat on that all day long. But if I put good, nutritious, whole foods in front of you, they are usually a lot more difficult to overeat on. Which is why I say to people, get loads of fruit and veg into your diet. Because if you do that, you can pretty much almost, you know, go into that mindset of I can nearly eat what I want because it is so difficult to overeat on them. If you think about protein, for example, think about chicken fillets. Again, you're not going to overeat on them. One is probably the the height of it. A body bodybuilder might eat two in a sitting, but you probably won't. You will probably eat one and you've had enough because you're full. So that is why I say when you actually get back to good, proper, nutritious foods, it is quite difficult to overeat. And then your body is going to get in shape in line with that.
So those 10 to 15 foods, if they are whole foods for the most part, you are well on your way. You're well on your way because whole foods are quite difficult to overeat on. So I hope that has made some sense. That is a few practical tips today around shopping around food. Go through them again very quickly. The first one was never shop when you're hungry. The second one was have a shopping list, especially if you're kind of near the beginner level of your journey or you're not too far into it. The third thing is buy a lot of the stuff that you're planning to eat. The fourth thing is snacking on fruit is not a bad idea. And the fifth thing is strive to make good food choices. That will go a long way. So those 10 to 15 foods, if they're whole foods, if they're healthy, nutritious foods, you're well on your way. I hope that makes some sense. Yes, it is simple stuff. Yes, it is practical stuff. But a lot of you are still not doing it. So if it has sounded too simple for you, go back and make sure that all five of those steps are being implemented because that is the first move for you in terms of getting in great shape and in terms of improving your energy levels and the quality of your life. I hope you've enjoyed that. As I said, we're back to one podcast a week, so I will speak to you again next Wednesday. Get in touch with me if I can help with anything. I'm always more than happy to do that. So I'd love to hear from you. Speak soon.